Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Frank here, and this is part two of a pretty special interview with actors and longtime married couple Richard Benjamin and Paul Apprentice. As I said last week, it was too hard to chop anything out of this one. Um, it was so packed, so we made it a special two-parter. And as promised, part two offers a little bit of everything. We remember Yul Brynner and Jack Klugman, two uh, great actors that Richard worked with. Paul and Richard talk about their longtime pals, Buck Henry and the late, great George Siegel. And Richard tells us about Orson Welles visiting the set of Catch-22, which is memorable. And as discussed last week, a pretty terrific Mel Brooks story. Uh, we talk a little bit of Stepford Wives with Paula. As I said, a smorgasbord, a little bit of everything. So um, enjoy. Gil and I hope you guys get a kick out of this conclusion of our interview with the great Richard Benjamin and Paul Apprentice. Paula, Jack Cassidy, was he, could he be a handful? Oh, he was fabulous. Yeah. He was very, very funny. Charming guy. In real guy. life and everything. Very charming, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. Not dif- not difficult he, because we, we, we'd, we'd, we'd heard things. We'd heard he could be. Oh, he was never difficult. Never. He was wonderfully outrageous. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but not difficult. Oh, you know, we no. love, he, he's, we love character He strikes me as. He strikes me as last of those big uh, movie star mm. guys. Yes, yes, yes. Big, yeah. You know, like who just loved being a celebrity. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he loved it. That's yeah, right. he absolutely loved it. Yeah. It's great to see them on YouTube, and it's great to see these great character actors of the day like Charles Lane and Jack Hrushchin and yeah. Harold yeah. Gould and Strother Harold. Martin yeah. and Alice yeah. Harold, Harold Gould was my teacher at a woman's college I went to in Virginia. Wow. He was a teacher. Rhoda's yeah. dad. Yes. yes. Yeah, Valerie and, Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Mm. And he came He's in out the sting. To, to Hollywood. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, and had a nice career. Very yeah. nice. Alice yeah, Ghostly, nice our friend career. John Aston. It's great. Yeah. It's 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 a, but it is it's interesting, Richard, because had it been a hit and had yeah. you had a five or six or seven year run. Yeah. I you mean know, you, but, that's the thing about this, you know. You you just the, the thing to know is that you don't know. You don't know anything. The road not taken. I got a couple yeah. of questions here from listeners that wanted to ask you guys questions. 
uh, Rob Martinez. Richard, why did you turn down the uh, turn down a role in the Towering Inferno? Well, which the I didn't know. It, well, me either. Uh, I've I've never heard that. But, oh, you know. uh, <laughs> so, he's got, probably got the wrong actor. But I'm I'm but I'm I'm interested if, if it's coming up again. <laughs> they don't. Do I can this. I, I I can put out that fire. Come on. They don't do the same research we do. Uh, yeah, also I don't think from Rob, so. Paula, can you tell us anything about being in the Parallax View? Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, I can. Uh, working with Walter was, I mean, uh, yes, was was wonderful. I don't mean Walter. Warren. Warren, yeah. yeah. Because he was very particular about what takes he liked and didn't like. And we did several takes for that first fil- first movie in the film. And it was great working with him because he was so detailed and he wanted so many specific things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, work with him again. Here's another yeah. one for uh, for Paula from Michelle Mantinen. Uh, Paula, do you consider The Stepford Wives to be a horror film, a black comedy, a thriller, or some combination? As a woman, I find the movie hilarious and terrifying at the same time. That's exactly right. Yep, I think it's hilarious and terrifying. Yeah. Could you Excellent. not? Could you not stab? Uh, uh, what was it that that uh, that Catherine Ross couldn't bring herself to stab you in the in the in the in the climax, and that I, I heard Brian Forbes had to do it. No. No, this is the bullshit you read on the internet. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And, and Richard, yes. getting back to uh, Goodbye Columbus for a second, you worked with the great Jack. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you tell us a little about him? He, well, you know, he, again, here's a 12 Angry Men and all of these incredible movies of that of that period, Sidney Lumet and all of that. And then all of a sudden you're working with, uh, you know, a legendary actor and, and a wonderful actor. And again, it's like, you know, you did the uh, wonderful impression of uh, Mason. It was the same with Mason and Klugman. It wasn't like you were acting with them. It was like it was real and it was there. Um and that Klugman was was like that too. You had no choice but to be in the moment with them, because they were alive and and not acting. It seemed like it was it was really happening. That was a wonderful experience working with him. And Mason was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. I was going to save this question to the end of the show, but I'm going to ask it early. Uh, mm. Paula, what's your favorite Richard Benjamin performance? Did that happen the other night, honey? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I meant on, I meant on screen here. or stage. <laughs> do, do you have a performance of Richards that 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 you watch and you say, "Just damn, that's good." No, I got him right there, so I don't have to go watch any movie. <laughs> <laughs> how about the how about the, the the creep he plays in uh, in Diary of a Mad Housewife? Yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a little too convincing, Richard. Well, she said to me, don't bring that character into this house. She actually (laughs) said that, said that to me. Because when I was doing it, I said, oh, I learned how to make a Caesar salad. And um, these things are very particular to me. She said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That's great. Same question, Richard. Do you have a a performance of Paula's that that is special to you or that uh, that you're particularly impressed by? Here's the thing. Um. 
I think there's too many to actually single any out. However, when you mentioned Parallax View, I mean, I thought she's completely brilliant in that. Yes. Uh, and that's not a comedy, you know, um, because she can do both brilliantly. Um, I love her in, uh, in Man's Favorite Sport. She's so alive and loose and funny. Um, and someone told me uh, uh, early on... Um, I learned early on, do not, during he and she, I would make a suggestion to her about a line reading or something or a way to do something. And it, I quickly learned that's a mistake um, because what goes on in there is something so special that you can't mess with it. You just can't mess with it. Uh, it's, it it's alive in there and what comes out is the truth um so there there's there are so many i like so bobby many. uh paul your crazy uh, your crazy would-be singer character in last of the red hot lovers that's great yeah. with with yeah. arkin you're yeah. just oh, bouncing yeah. off the walls and every uh, every man who's ever been single has dated some woman <laughs> like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. You, you like working with alan we had alan oh. here Absolutely yeah. great, yeah. absolutely great. Yeah, yeah. You sure. could, you're uh, just, and and also your the character in Stepford Wives was also named Bobby. Were, were yes. there were there oh. protests? Were, were, what what was the reaction to Stepford Wives? Were were, were 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 certain women protesting? I know certain feminists. It it rubbed the wrong way. Well, there was something about it, but I guess it it hadn't been brought to my attention. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel those things. Mm-hmm. Another actor we've had on the show that we wanted to ask about because we we thought he was terrific, and that's Bill Macy. Oh, oh late great, Bill, late yeah. great Bill yeah. Macy. Yeah, yeah, great, absolutely great. Yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. He was so great in uh, Favorite Year. Yeah, I, I had wonderful cast in Favorite Year, and I had Selma Diamond, who oh. you know I said if I can't get Selma Ritter, I'll have Selma Diamond. The best. Um, the best. <laughs> the, the best. And Joe and everybody in that, um, that was like a dream. And it was Paula's idea to cast uh, Peter. Yeah. Um, because she had worked with him in um, What's New Pussycat. Uh, but um, it was a dream, that, that whole... Again, you know, it's, it's luck that I would get that, you know, thrown my way, you know. So. Macy was here. We had him on the show. Oh, yeah. uh, we, lost, we lost Bill, I guess, a year ago. And he was here uh-huh. twice, and we, oh, we, got, we got to know him, and he was so happy to do the show, and he was yeah. so so excited that we were recalling things and bringing things up that he hadn't thought about in 50, <laughs> 60 years. But he was, but he was also brutally honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he really kind of let it—he didn't, he didn't seem to have much love for Tony Curtis. <laughs> which he oh, made, no. Which he made clear to us. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, and, and I remember— my wife and I went out to L.A. and we gave Bill a call, and we and he said he'd meet us at the hotel. But first, he has to make a stop and pick up some whitefish. <laughs> <laughs> and we were sitting in the lobby of this hotel, and he's eating. Whitefish <laughs> while he's talking. That seems right. He, he was does, lovely. Doesn't it? Yeah. He was lovely. On the subject yeah. of my favorite year, which, you know, and shout out to our mutual friend, Norman Steinberg, 
Yeah. Uh, and and uh, that that whole wonderful cast. But you must tell the story of trying to cast Bologna because it's so funny. Oh, that, yeah. So, <laughs> so Mel says to Mel Brooks says, "Okay, uh, get Joe Bologna. He's he'll be Sid Caesar. Go go get him." Um, so I call uh, Joe and I said, "There's a movie we're doing and." Uh, we would like you to look at this part. And he said, well, uh, what is it? And I said, well, I'll, I'll send you the script. Okay. So I'll wait a day or so, I call him. He said, well, I read it, uh, but uh, I'm very flattered, and thanks so much for thinking of me, but I, I no thank you. This isn't for me. So I call. I said, oh, oh I'm sorry to hear that. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Um, I tell Mel. Mel, he said, no. He's Mel, then... Standing up and jumping up in the air, said to me, unacceptable, unacceptable. I, I said, what, what's unacceptable? It's unacceptable. Call him and tell him. He's got to do it. Uh, I said, no, he, he doesn't want to do it. He said, unacceptable. And now, now he's actually running around the room saying this. I said, oh, okay. So I called Joe. Listen, I talked to Mel, and he really would like it. We all want you to. He said, "Listen, I'm so flattered, and uh, but please, please take it. It's 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 a no, okay? Let's make it a a final no, and and uh, and uh, no, okay. Uh, I go back. Listen, Mel, this this was final. He said, absolutely not." Unacceptable! It's unacceptable! <laughs> now he's on a chair jumping up and down. Call him! I said, he doesn't want to do it. I said, this is getting embarrassing. Call him up! I called him. I said, Joe, I'm so sorry to bother you, but Mel is, you know, he's insistent. We all are, and I know you've said absolutely no. And he said, please do not call me anymore. This is getting embarrassing and humiliating for all of us. It's definitely no. Are you sure? Because, you know, he said, don't call me anymore. I go back. Mel, this time he said, don't call him ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. (laughs) Call him. I said, he said, don't call him anymore. Unacceptable. (laughs) Call him. (laughs) Joe, the fact that you even took my call and everything... uh, we will just want to say, he said, uh, I'll do it. When do we start? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a great showbiz story. I t- yeah, and I, I go to Mel. He, he, he's committed. He's going to do it. He said, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I learned a lot about producing working with Mel. Stan, what do you think? I don't know. He is a legend. One of the biggest stars ever. He's one of a kind. A guy like this is irreplaceable. Replace him, Leo. You can't. Too risky. He's out. But King! You're right. This is too risky. You can't take a chance with something like this. Well, King, 
You're a big star now, and I'm sure you always will be. But suppose, just suppose, and I know this is never going to happen, but suppose someday you wind up like this. I hope nobody does to you what you're doing to him. Thump him. Who are you to talk to me like that, you little Jiminy Cricket pest bastard? All right, he gets one more chance. No! Yes! Yes! <laughs> so is Mel as totally insane as he appears to be? Uh, along with being a genius, uh, yes. I mean, uh, it's not insane. It's on another level, uh, and it's always funny. It's always funny. Um and he's, you know, he's very perceptive. And also, when you think of some of the serious pictures, you know, that he's done, I mean, it's, he's, you know, he, he's got a wide, oh, wide range. Oh, you mean range. like Elephant Man and pictures that and he produced? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. 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 Uh, he's got a wide range of uh, interests and stuff. And, um, but at the bottom of it, it there's, there's this level of always funny. Paula, what, you've worked with Richard a bunch of times in Catch-22 and he and she and Saturday mm -hmm. the 14th, SNL. What's, what's, what did you learn from working with your spouse, good and bad? Actually, it's, it's always good. I, it's such a relief for me I'm in real life. No, that's not true. <laughs> can, can, he be, can he be a little bit of a diva from time to time or is he just a... Uh, is he all professional? Uh, you're under I'm not oath. Sure about I remind that. you, you're under oath. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you want to make sixty years, honey. Yeah, that's right. Let's give the right answer. <laughs> yeah, which leads me to this question from a listener, Dan Fisher. Please ask these wonderful people: How the hell does anybody stay married for six decades? And throughout the swinging sixties and the sexual revolution of the seventies, yet. Uh, that is my way of congratulating these people on their 60th wedding anniversary, uh, Mazel Tov. Holy cow. Oh, and do you nice. have any advice, he says, for someone who's only been married 27 years? Yes, I would say get into everything that comes along. Can you elaborate? Or leave it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I love her. There's no way of knowing what that means. <laughs> you know? And that's why I love her. Yeah. I love. There's a village. There was a Village Voice article about you, uh, Paula, a couple of years ago, and it, uh, it was called. Uh, was it Paula? Paula? What is it? Paula Prentice pursues her own orbit, and I love that title. Yeah, I, I love. Be. I love that headline. Is that true? Is that fair to say? Oh yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Tell us something, Richard, about uh, about Westworld. Uh, and I, Gilbert loved this, that you had mm. to take it because you said for a, a, a Jew from the Upper West Side, is only this is his one shot to be in a Western. I'm going to be riding a, a horse and out in the desert. I'm going to be uh, drawing against you, Brenner, with a six-gun. How's that going to happen? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh, and that, that brings up Yule Brenner. Yeah. What was he like? Oh, he was great. He, he was really who... People thought he invented himself, you know, uh, but that invention was all real. It was completely real. One day, 
he asked me to go with him to lunch uh, we had a break, when we were breaking right near the studio there to a, a uh, sushi restaurant that he loved. Um, and he said, I, I know about this kind of food. You know, I've spent time in Japan. And all. I thought, well, this might just be another story. And when we walk into the place, there's the people behind the counter. Oh, oh Mr. Brindasan, Sunday. And, and now in fluent Japanese, just to all the people in the place and wow. ordering and everything. Yeah. He, he was, um, he was an inspiration, really. He taught me a lot of things. Um, and he loved being there. He absolutely loved being there. There was a day he wasn't called and he showed up, uh, at the studio and came onto the soundstage and the ADs, the first AD went over to the second. He said, he's, did you call him? And he said, no. He said, well, Somebody must have called him. He said, I didn't call him because he's here. He said, you know, there's going to be hell to pay if somebody has called him in and he doesn't work today. And they went, the first lady went to him and he said, gee, Mr. Brenner, we're so sorry. You know, uh, did you get a call to come? He said, no. And they said, well, why are you here? And he said, I can't think of a better place to be. How about that? He loved being oh, there. Boy. He loved making movies, and he loved being there. And we had a great time. I, he taught me how to shoot a, uh, uh, you know, a six gun without blinking. Uh, he taught me all these kind of, uh, all these kind of things. Um, he's a wonderful man. And we saw him in his last performance, uh, The King and I. He was The King and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was dying of cancer. But he said when we went back there uh, to see him afterwards, and when you saw him in his dressing room, he was almost half the size that he was on stage, you know? And um, he said, uh, the king gives me life. Wow. Um, yeah, he was, he was doing it because it gave him something. What an electric performer. Uh, you know, uh, Crichton, just, Crichton was a visionary. You know, look, well, look, looking at how he was limited by the special effects of the day, Richard. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I'm watching it the other day, and I'm thinking, my God, had he lived to see HBO's Westworld? Had he lived, yeah. to, had he lived to see CGI and, yeah. and computer technology at the yeah. time? Trying to get yeah. a shot through a robot's point of view was a yeah. w- was a nightmare for him. Yeah. Uh, 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 really, a guy who was again ahead of his time, way ahead, and 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 yet it's true. You know all the technical things, but the the original ideas are 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 Michael's. I mean, this thing to this day of you know relying on machines and yeah. you know all of that that was him. You know, right right from the beginning, he was a real visionary and also um, a pretty wonderful guy. Did you shoot those Roman scenes at the old Harold Lloyd estate? Yes, yeah, we did. Wow, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, and uh, we went, Paul, you came out in the desert when we were out yeah. there. Out there. Um, uh, that, yeah, we had, a, we had a wonderful time. A movie that holds up very, very well. You know, Richard, what my favorite year is turning 40 next year. Good heavens. As you probably yeah. know. We yeah. should do, and we will. We love this. If you're up for it, we love this, this movie so much. We'll, we'll get you and Norman and find Jessica Harper and, and Mark, and we'll do a panel. We'll do a, oh, uh, that'd be great. We'll do a reunion oh, panel. I would like that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be oh, yeah. a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, that'd be great, Jessica and everybody and just Mark. To, just, yeah. just, to, just to see everybody again. Yeah, that'd be great. 
Tell me, Paula, about uh, tell me about uh, getting to act with your son, with oh. Ross, on yes, st- on we, stage. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. We did that. Well, I've managed to act with my son and with my daughter in two separate uh, plays. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I forgot. An apprentice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I don't know. It was just wonderful. When we went to Northwestern, it was the theater that we were interested in. So I always had that in the back of my mind. Maybe we could do those kinds of things together. And, you know, when they were doing a Majority of One, right, with Ross? Is that right? No. no did you do All My right? Sons? We did All, all My, my sons. sons. All My yeah. Sons, yeah. No, but you did. I think you, Majority, he was in that. We did All My Sons together, but just you and he and somebody and the nice uh, other fellow you played against. But of course, my, my information's been suspect today, but I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have it? I have Glass Menagerie, Mrs. Warren's Profession, which I think you did with Prentice. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And All My Sons, but maybe okay. I'm maybe Well, I'm All missing My Sons it. we did at Shadowlands, which we all did together, but I'm pretty sure, the reason why I'm pretty sure, I was in the audience, I did it at a little theater here on Pico, and Ross is in it with Paula, and... Um, Ross looks a great deal like me, and I'm yes, sitting. I in, I'm, I'm sitting in the audience, and there are two uh, some ladies behind me, and they say, "Well, that Paula Prentice looks very good." And they said, "Yes, but that that Richard Benjamin looks incredible." <laughs> <laughs> I can I I can hear them say this. <laughs> he is the spitting image of you. He is. Ross, he is. what what do you know? You, I, I assume you both were. Richard, you were interviewed for the Mike Nichols book, for Mark Harris's yeah. ter, well, ter, terrific know, book. It's a good book. That's what I hear. Yeah. I, I, you know, here's the thing. I haven't read it yet. A lot of my friends have read it. And am, am I quoted in there? You are. Five, uh, in five or six different pages. Paula is, that's as, what, pa- Paula is as well. Well, I guess we were, but I don't remember that. Or maybe, <laughs> he, maybe he used them from other sources. Maybe because our friend uh, George, who you know, Siegel, who just passed away. Yeah, we're going to ask you about George. Yeah, um, ca- um, c- called me when he was, he said, uh, "I said, have you read the book?" And he said, "I'll read any book that's got Richard Benjamin uh, running through it." So I thought. I'm in there, but I don't remember being interviewed by him, Mark Harris. I don't remember that. No, so I don't think I maybe do. it's from something else. I hear well, it's really well, you're good. You're talking about uh, he's talking about Catch Twenty Two, uh-huh. and and that that uh, you know that you had a you had a pre-existing relationship with Nichols. Yeah, um, and that you I, that you would play. I'm trying to remember it now because I mm. read I read the book months ago. Yeah. But but we did want to ask about Catch Twenty Two because you were that's a set you were both on together. Yeah. Yeah. Me- memories of Orson. Me- me- any, any, anything. We, you know, we, we've had. You are the. Let's see, Gilbert. We've had Bob Balaban was here. Bonners. Peter Bonners was here. Buck was here. Yeah. Austin Pendleton was here. And, oh, good. And, yeah. and yeah. the two of you. So we're we're yeah. slowly recreating this cast. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Quite. Uh, it was quite something. Um, so Orson. Mike, <laughs> Mike came to us before Orson arrived. He said, "Now you know me as who I am, but when Orson is here, I may appear to be a completely different person. You may not recognize me at all." 
Just wanted to let you know that. So, so, so Orson comes, and he is dressed in his General Dreidel, General's uniform, and we get the cast is all called together by the first AD, and he said, now, we've got this message that Mr. Wells does not want to be approached by anybody in the cast, uh, talked to at any time except when we're actually shooting. So please keep your distance. And we thought, oh, that's too bad. You know, Citizen Kane and uh, all these fabulous movies and all of these things. We can't talk to him about any of that. No, no. Just keep your distance. He'll be here for two weeks and then, you know, he'll be gone. So now we're sitting there, all of us, out in the middle of Wymus in the desert. We have... It's, you know, 110 degrees, and we have umbrellas over us, but we're at a distance. He's sitting alone under his umbrella, you know, <laughs> about 30 feet away or something. And, and after a couple of hours, a second AD comes to us and said, um, Mr. Wells uh, is quite upset. I said, why? Nobody's talked to him. We haven't bothered him. We haven't gone near him. He said, well, that's... That's the thing. He wonders why everybody is keeping away from him. He he doesn't understand. Is it something you think he did? Or, we were told to stay away from him. <laughs> um, uh, we said, well, who told you that? No, it doesn't matter who told us. We're telling you. We're all, why do you think we're all over here? So, so all of us, we've got these little camp chairs, and we all scuttle over right up to him uh, with our chairs and everything and begin this, you know, non-stop stories and conversations and what he doesn't know he starts in a story about Leland Hayward who was a uh, didn't he produce uh, what's new pussycat might have anyway a big producer his daughter Brooke Hayward who I think was going with Buck at the time is sitting right there with us aha uh -huh. and he launches into an incredibly complicated story of all kinds of things that happened with he and Leland Hayward and very particular things, uh, scandalous things and all of this. And he finishes. And then Brooke leans over and she said, Mr. Wells, I'm Brooke Hayward. I'm Leland Hayward's daughter. And I don't think any of that happened. And he said, you know, you may be right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, uh, Paula, did, did you meet Orson too? Did you did you find him uh, strangely intimidating or larger than life or larger than life? Yeah, yeah. Yep. He he wasn't intimidating, but he was there yeah. for sure. And once we all opened up, it was you know just all these fabulous yeah. stories and all of, all of these things. And he he also uh, left. Oh, oh, <laughs> when he was gone, Mike decided he needed some kind of shot or something of Orson in the background, but he was gone. And they said, we'll get somebody a body double. I just need him in the background. They said, well, there might be a problem. So why? Well, because of Orson and, you know, his good size, we only made one General Dreidel uniform, and he left wearing it. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> we don't have the uniform anymore. Uh, He's got it. Hilarious.
Gilberius. Yeah. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. You guys have been very, very generous with your time. We want to just ask you quickly, uh, uh, since you brought up George, for, before George passed, we lost Buck a couple yeah. a couple of years ago, and yeah. since since you were here, yeah. just just a couple, and you, you both knew him well, <laughs> and a, just a couple of words about the great Buck Henry from from two people who were close to him. Great, I think that's the perfect adjective. For him, he was always, always funny and very sweet and very sexy. Very sexy. sexy. Guy. Yeah. Now, 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 I'm, I, uh, Lorraine, I hope I'm not coloring outside the lines here, but Lorraine Newman told us that she went to his house and she saw, do you remember this, Gilbert? That, that, that he, he had some kind of sex, sex swing in the mm. house. <laughs> sounds about right. That sounds right. That sounds about right. That sounds absolutely right. Possibility for sure. The thing about him being so witty and sharp and everything, but underneath was a tremendous sweetness. And what I learned, because we were about to work on something together, actually, um, his main thing was being original. When you look at all of his work, what he couldn't do, wouldn't do, was imitate anything. Um, it had to be original for him to be uh, interested in it, involved in it. Um, and we had wonderful times together, a trip down to uh, Chichen Itza and uh, all that, remember? And yeah, we had wonderful trip together and uh, all of it, yeah. What a legacy yeah. and, a, and, a, and a body of work. Oh, and, yeah. and uh, you know, he was compromised, obviously, when he came here. Uh, mm-hmm. to, to do the show, but he gave us an hour and a half of his time oh, yeah. and, and his stories. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Gilbert, wasn't that special? Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, he, yeah, he was definitely getting weaker, mm-hmm. but boy, he had the memory. Oh yeah, yeah. and he still was. Funny. Yeah, really. And he's still pissed off that CBS put another superhero spoof opposite Captain Nice. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mr. Turek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know and Paula's sister was in that. And Prentice, yes. And yeah. 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 And Gilbert yeah. will now sing the theme song, won't you, Gilbert? Oh. <laughs> Look, it's a man who flies around like an eagle. Look, it's a man who hates all that's illegal. <laughs> who is this man with arms built just like hammers? It's just a nut who flies around in pajamas. <laughs> That's no nuts, son. That's Captain, That's Captain Nice. nice. <laughs> Excellent. There's no, there's no other place where we could hear this except right here. <laughs> That's, That's for Buck. I'm pretty sure. Pretty That's sure for Buck that. and for Anne. Yeah. Oh, good. And, and, Thank you. And lastly, you bo- uh, your friend and, and Paul, your co-star... And uh, did you work with him as well, Rich, with uh, George? Yeah, Siegel? I do. The last married couple. Oh, in I'm sorry. The last married couple yeah. in America. My bad. Yeah. We only knew each other 50 years, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. we tried. You know, we we're very proud of the people that we've been able to book on this yeah. show in, in the seven years that we've been doing this. You you yeah. you obviously get what this show is about. It's a labor yeah. of love. We love sitting with people like you and recreating it's, the past. It's just wonderful for us. Yeah. Thank you very much. But boy, George was the one that got away. Right, well, Gil. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait. Yes. He, he would have loved it. He would have. I wish I had known because I think so. he would have loved it. Yeah. We asked Ron. Well, Ron and Jessica, I think, asked him for us too. Uh huh. Liebman and uh, we yeah. just we just couldn't we just couldn't close the deal. I, I remember though hearing uh, or reading an interview that George Siegel, as much as he said he looks like he's having fun <laughs> on these interview yeah. shows. You know, taking the banjo yeah. out and playing it, <laughs> and he says it's uh, a pro- he's doing a performance of a guy having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I could have gotten him here because I would have uh, uh, driven him. He if I could have picked him up and put him in a car, I probably could have. Uh, I'm sorry, him. I didn't think to ask you sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. that that would be more his thing. Oh, what do you mean? I have to go downstairs and get in my car, and I, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make them like that anymore. Nope. Yeah, we would have loved to have. Yeah. Him. I think yeah, our favorite Gilbert and Gilbert's favorite and mine, and of course he did wonderful work. Whereas Papa, you directed the TV version. Yes. Of that. Yeah. Great in that. Yeah. Uh, we loved uh, No Way to Treat a Lady. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Great. And he could do yeah. anything. But, uh, mm. Before we jump off, because uh, mm. Richard, because Gilbert uh, worships uh, the Bride of Frankenstein, and Elsa Lanchester what, was uh, was directed by you in the Where's Papa pilot. So great, so great. Any, anything have... you can share? Oh well, she was, you know, first of all, she was totally, you know, there and with it and sharp and everything, and she was just fabulous. And Marvin Worth produced that. And um, in the beginning, as you know, like with the movie, uh, the son uh, tries to kill her. Yes. Uh, dressed as an ape or, you know, <laughs> and tries to kill her. And then he shows the, he shows the pilot to ABC and they say, uh, is this woman crazy? So he said, well, we can't have any crazy mothers on this network. And he said, well, <laughs> so, so he said, well, let's say she's eccentric. Um, he said, nope, she's crazy, and we're not picking this show up. So, you know, it's like, didn't they know what we were making there? Uh, but she was, a, you know, the idea of working with the Bride of Frankenstein, I mean, you, th- you think it, in, your, in your life, you're growing up on the west side of New York, and you're a kid, and you think, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, one day I'll be working with the Bride of Frankenstein. And they say, yeah, put him away, you know, just take him and put him away. <laughs> As a film buff like you, I mean, that's that's catnip. That's a thrill. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 Look at these people. You Look at this journey from Northwestern University, where it's taken you yeah. both. Oh, yeah. We're very blessed. We know, we know that. Yeah. We're very blessed. Yeah. I, I, and, I, it's, and it's that thing of Paula... <sighs> She's at Randolph-Macon Women's College, and she goes for a summer session at Northwestern and transfers. Uh, and you talk about the road taken, the road not taken. Yeah. I mean, uh, and there she is and all of that. I mean, it's life is quite something. <laughs> how, much, how much of your personal success did both your parents uh, get to, get to uh, enjoy and experience? Well, my mother... Uh, was around for uh, uh, yeah she was around for a long time and uh, during, um, in fact uh, she passed away when I was making the Steagall and Paula was with her but my dad passed away uh, be- for me before any of it but he knew Paula oh and that's he saw nice. Paula's success oh. and both of her folks 
saw your success. Um, and her mother came out here to be with her uh, when she was making uh, Where the Boys Are. Polo, how did your mother react to her daughter from a small a, a, a small Honey, town? She is that be- same. She's, she's just wonderful. She's like that. She grew up in Archer City, Texas. That's what I mean, yeah. And she's always been like that. She was just funny naturally because that's who she was. How did she She, wrap her mind around her daughter becoming a movie star and being on a, on a, on a 60 foot screen? She probably just thought, well, that's the way it should be. You know, she, she, (laughs) she, she was a very, and it's where Paula gets it. I think she was a very down to earth, you know, it didn't, when we, we over it, uh, we, Paula took her over to MGM and stuff. It, it wasn't, she wasn't impressed by just because somebody, you know, was happened to be there. Look at that movie star. Look at that. It was who the person was. I see. And that that's like Paula. So she thought it was, of course, wonderful. But if it made her daughter happy, that's what that was the most important thing. And one her. one night, Dick was doing a play, and we had an opening night party. And William, <laughs> William Burroughs was there wow. because Terry Southern was there and there were all those kind of connections. Yeah. My mother sat next to William Burroughs <laughs> and I thought, I wonder what this is going to be like. <laughs> <Or> she, was, <laughs> she was having a delightful uh, time. This is the, the fellow who I said, I don't think mother's read Naked Lunch. Wow. Hey. And so they had a lovely time we, I, we looked so across great. and she's deep in conversation. <laughs> this, this fabulous lady who came, her folks came over here on the Mayflower is is in deep conversation with William Burroughs. Is yeah, it, it I'd love to hear this I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> did your mother and your mother, Richard, did she did she brag on you? My my son's a movie star? Uh she too was, you know wonderfully real and uh uh-huh. she was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. She uh and uh, and we were able to you know, help her and uh, the, uh, you know, get to do things for her. Uh, after she had done so much for me and everything, so that that was good. That's a nice part of success, isn't it? That you get to take yeah, care of loved yeah, ones that, that yeah. saw you through. But, and when but, your children came to, and Prentice is teaching dance. She's teaching ballet. Yeah. yeah. When when yeah. your when your your children said they wanted to be in the arts, how did you how did you react? It was fine with me because uh, Prentice always she took dancing when she was five. And she, you know, always continued and teaches it and stuff like that. And Ross has that one thing that he wants to do. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. His wife is a surgeon and they met at Harvard and she, Liz doesn't care. You know, if he wants to pursue that movie career, that's fine mm. with her. I think we're just lucky. Yeah, <laughs> we are. I yeah. think we're really lucky. Yeah. And he had a part in the Goodbye to... Girl remake, Richard? Russ, Pardon? Russ had a part in the Goodbye Girl. Yeah, remake. yeah, he did. He was yeah. in that group when they were doing yeah. Richard the Third. Yeah, uh-huh. with um, Jeff. Who Jeff, of course, is Good. great. Yeah. Because we think Gilbert's son is going to go into comedy. I don't know if how, how yeah. Gil, Gilbert's Gilbert's sort of <laughs> yeah. bracing himself. What do we think, Gil? Right. Well, it certainly makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Does. Um, how he old sees is Max d- now, Gil? Oh, he's twelve. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, but he's but he's twelve perfect. going on forty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a he's a, a cut up. 
Yeah, he sees his dad being so brilliant, so yes. why wouldn't he want to do that? Right. Yeah. Well, Richard, as we wind things down, do you regret uh, not giving Gilbert that part in My Stepmother's an Alien all these years later? <laughs> well, I think back on it, I think Kim did a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she looked great in that dress. I'm sure Gilbert would have been sensational. Um, you, yeah. you, Gilbert also lost a part in the movie Dick Tracy, which I bring up because I think you were involved briefly. Oh, for with a while Dick I was, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. and, and I, uh, Warren Beatty was telling me, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're just, you're perfect. Yeah. You know, you're just what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Those are the words. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. uh, of death. and, and yeah. then after I'm leaving, I'm going to be yeah. in this, my agent goes, Oh, uh, they're going with someone else. Yeah. And I said, Who are they going with? And he goes, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, uh huh. Uh huh. And, uh, cause I want to know, like, <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning yeah. in Hollywood, <laughs> when they were going, hmm. Gilbert Gottfried of Dustin. Yeah. Let's, th let's think about this. Yeah. Yeah. See, now, if yeah. Richard had stayed on as a director on Dick Tracy, you'd have gotten your shot. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. No, no, he would have had Kim Basinger. Yeah, yeah may that could be. Yeah. Tess Trueheart, yeah. We will tell our listeners to, uh, to see these terrific movies, to see The Stepford Wives, and The Last of the Red Hot Lovers, and Goodbye Columbus, and Westworld, and <laughs> and Diary of a Mad Housewife, even though Richard's a terrible heel in that. <laughs> and also Richard's, the, the films Richard has directed, the wonderful uh, Racing with the Moon, and, uh, and, and City Heat, and Mermaids, uh, which we love, and, and, and so many. And, and we will do that My Favorite Year reunion, if you're up for it. Oh, that'd it. be great. That'd be great. It'll be fun to for us yeah, and uh, yeah. and your and your son's what still out there auditioning and well he just did something on stars he did okay. a show yeah he has a part on a show on stars and you know they've moved to Atlanta because Liz our trauma surgeon uh, brilliant da daughter in law has got a wonderful job there so but there's a lot of activity in Atlanta now. Um, and so uh, he's doing quite well there and we just had our new uh, our granddaughter. Oh, who's, congratulations. Who's, thank you. Six Jean. weeks, I think. Oh, uh, my well, gosh. We didn't know. April 22nd, Sadie Ruth Schulman. Yeah. Yeah. How about and, that, Jill? Uh, Sounds like show business, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sadie Ruth Schulman. Yeah. 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 And Paula decided after watching um, Gypsy that Sadie should be in show business, that Paula was going to be the Ethel Merman part, and she was going to get baby Sadie out there. Smile, baby Sadie, smile. Yeah. Let's create a dynasty. Let's create a yeah. showbiz dynasty like the Barrymores. Yeah. When will you guys write a memoir? Well, I have written something. Paula wrote a wonderful, it's not quite a, well, it's kind of a memoir, but it's beautifully written and stuff. And, uh, and, and, uh, I've written something that somebody's looking at, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll save some stories for the book. Okay. Thank you, guys, for this. Thank you for decades of, of entertainment on behalf oh, of all of Thank you for having us. Yeah. We enjoyed it so much. Thank you. I told Paula how much. How en I told Paula how enjoyable this will be, and I was right. Thank yeah. you both. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Gil, nice you want to wanna, you, you want to uh, you want to take us out? Uh, yes, uh, one more time. 
Hello, life. That's it. Goodbye, Columbus. <laughs> Got a feeling that you're gonna hear from us. Got a feeling that you're we're gonna get a surprise. Got that look in your eyes. Anyway. Know where the boys are for Paula? No. Oh. Yeah. Do Connie Francis. Where the boys are. We had Neil Sedaka here on this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a while ago. Thank you, guys. Thank you for for, for everything. Thank thanks you. and thanks for schlepping to Burbank. And thank we want to thank Land Romo again and Aristotle Acevedo yeah. for making this possible. Thank you, Richard Benjamin, Paula Ragusa. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and this has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. With my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and uh, and uh, Frank broke my heart by telling me that you, Paul Apprentice, are a guinea. <laughs> <laughs> and the great Richard Benjamin, who to this day I say, what I wasn't good enough. For my stepmother's an alien. We, I'm sorry, we just went another way. <laughs> so, Paul Apprentice and Richard. And happy anniversary, 60 thank, years. Oh, Bless thank you. your thank hearts. You thank, thank you. you so thank, much. Thank, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Where the boys are, where the boys are.
Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast is produced by Frank Santopadre, Nair Gottfried, and Starburns Audio. Audio production by Aristotle Acevedo and John Murray. Editing by Aristotle Acevedo. Social media production by Greg Pear, Josh Chambers, Michelle Manninen, and Dino Perserpio. Website supervision by John Bradley Seals. Special thanks to Land Romo, Jack Vaughn, Daniel Spaventa, and Stephen Varley. <laughs>